What sounds better, $50,000 today or $20 million 30 years from now? In today's episode, we're going to talk about a simple mindset shift that can make all the difference in unlocking tremendous wealth building potential. Hello and welcome back to Dental to Rental, a podcast to help you move from cavities to cash flow. I'm your host, Mark Brower, and I've been a landlord for over 20 years. I own a management company that services over 600 rental properties for investors just like you. And today, we are talking a little bit more about mindset as you begin this real estate investment journey, before we pick the type of property to invest in, the market you want to invest in, before you assemble your team of professionals, which will be, these will be in upcoming episodes. Your your professionals are your mortgage broker, your real estate agent, your property manager. Before you do any of those things, it's important for us to get our mindset right. And I'd like to share today some things that I've learned about mindset, some of which have taken me over 20 years to to get my head straight about. But first of all, let's talk about mindset at a high level. Um, There's a reason I'm not making $10 million a year. (laughs) And that reason primarily is that I don't see the world the same way someone who makes over $10 million a year sees the world. I believe that mindset is the fundamental piece that prevents us from generating huge wealth, huge abundance. The way we see things affects how we think about things, which affects the problems that we try to solve and the way we try to solve them. And a shift in mindset can take all of our life experience and all of our knowledge up to that point and pivot it and move it to a higher plane, a higher state of productivity and benefit to ourselves. So I crave mindset breakthroughs. If I can find a coach, pay somebody any amount of money to shift my thinking so that I more clearly see the world, in a manner that serves me better, uh, that's hugely valuable to me. And I think it's something that that most of us undervalue until we've experienced a few breakthroughs. So I wanna share some of my breakthroughs with you today. Hopefully some of these will be useful. Maybe you've already crossed these uh, you know, transformative chasms and you're already thinking more correctly about money, about business relationships. Uh, but let's dive right in. So I want to I want to start by discussing uh, a fundamental mindset of short term versus long term. Stephen Covey, my all time favorite business author, wrote the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you have not read it, stop what you're doing and order it on Audible or Amazon. It is a must read, in my opinion, absolute must read. I've read it multiple times. One of the seven habits is begin with the end in mind. Think long-term. In a previous episode, I I shared about uh, a friend or a colleague or uh, a guy I knew in the uh, land brokerage business. His name was Stacy Brimhall, local investor here in uh, Arizona. And he he told me once, 
Mark, this property that I'm buying now or this property that I own now, I'm going to leave to my grandkids. And it just blew my mind. Who would think that long term? But it stayed in my mind. And as I've lived the last 15 years and occasionally thought about that statement he made, it has occurred to me that the longer term we think, very often the wiser our decisions are. So how does this apply to dentistry? How does this apply to real estate investing? Let's talk about this. What is short-term thinking? Short-term thinking includes things like make money as quickly as possible. That's not a terrible thing on the surface. Uh, Making money is great. Making money quickly, even better. But making money quickly at all costs can come with some liabilities. That's short-term thinking. Using shortcuts, hacks. I can't stand this, uh, all the the viral videos about hack this and hack this. (laughs) Sometimes shortcuts are good. Other times, shortcuts cut out important aspects of relationship and thinking and approach that can hurt us later. Um, and if we have a short-term mindset, we're going to squeeze where we can. We're going to try to get absolutely every drop of juice out of something. Uh, to use another phrase I used to use when I was in land brokerage, uh, we're not leaving anything on the bone. No, no meat on the bone for the next person. Okay. Uh, short-term thinking is often, very often, unsustainable. Short-term thinking is what causes a an investor to go into a house that's absolutely wrecked and simply clear out the trash, clean it up, and instead of fixing the fundamental issues, the issues behind the walls that nobody can see, just putting lipstick on a pig and turning that around. It's not a bad thing to do if if it adds value to somebody else's life. But short-term thinking is, I'm going to make the lowest cost repairs right now for the least amount of money, never mind whether the vendor does it correctly or not. I'm looking for the short-term impact. Short-term mindset also leads investors very often to get into variable interest loans. These are loans that have an interest rate that adjusts in a few years. Anyone that got in a variable interest loan as of the recording of this podcast in October, 2023, if you got into a variable interest loan a couple years ago at 3%, and now you're set to reset maybe to prime plus one or two or 3% or LIBOR or something, your mortgage payments are about to go through the roof because interest rates are a lot higher now. With short-term thinking, We have an overemphasis on maximizing monthly cash flow now. Okay. Again, maximizing cash flow, not a bad thing. Maximizing monthly cash flow, not a bad thing. But an overemphasis on maximizing monthly cash flow now leads to all kinds of issues if that is the paramount driver of our behavior. And I'm going to go into some of those. Short-term thinking is that I'm winning if I get the most I can from every transaction for giving the absolute least that I can. 
Okay, so where does short-term thinking hurt us? Short-term thinking breaks down, totally breaks down, and does not serve us well at all if we're looking for really smart people to help us. This is one of the lessons that has taken me a long time to learn. I feel silly. Some people probably grew up in households where uh, their parents taught them the value of contributing to long-term, mutually beneficial partnerships with the smartest people they can find. Uh, no disrespect intended to my parents, but that was not a mindset that I grew up with. And it really hurt me, hurt me for lots of years. Um, I mistakenly thought when I first got into business and when I first got into real estate investing that I need, that that people, people, uh, want my dollars. <laughs> my leverage over someone else is my dollars. And I was very transactionally minded. Every interaction I had with somebody else was for my maximum benefit. And the goal was to give them the least amount of, in this case, money or my time uh, in order to get the most from them. And I wasn't so concerned if they were going to be around in five or 10 years because I assumed that this was the beginning and the end of our business, or at least I behaved that way. And I didn't realize it at the time, but now I know, here's a shift. Now I know that the fastest way for me to build massive wealth and abundance is to align myself in long-term, high-trust, partnership-type relationships with the smartest people I can possibly have access to. There's a really famous YouTuber named Alex Hormozzi. He's put out all kinds of content. Highly recommend uh, listening and watching to some of his content. He talks about mindset. He talks about all kinds of business hacks. In one of his, um, I use the word hacks, he talks about some some really, he's a really smart guy. Um, in one of his episodes, he talks about how he got on the phone with a billionaire. He was able to call a billionaire and talk to a billionaire. And in his opinion, you can access, uh, you can access people that make within about 10x of what you make. So when he got to the point where he was making $100 million or he was worth $100 million, now he can be introduced to and talk to billionaires and they'll take his phone call because he's not a complete and total waste of their time. Does that make sense? So when I started thinking differently, when I started believing that my path to abundance and wealth would accelerate if I could just be around smarter and smarter people, or if I could um, recruit smarter and smarter people to work for me, smarter and smarter people to align with me in partnerships or collaborations, um, that shifted everything for me. Because then I started thinking more long-term. How do we think when we think long-term? Let's go into this contrast. We talk about short term. Let's go to long term. I already kind of went to the punchline. <laughs> so let's back up and go long term. Long term focuses on steady wealth building. Not this month's cash flow, but steady, long term, predictable, sustainable wealth building. When you're a landlord and you think long term, you think about paying for the right repairs done by the right vendors 
done the right way. And guess what? Sometimes that costs more. Actually, every time that costs more than the quick fix. It pays off in the end, though. If we think long term, we think everyone is or can be my partner in my journey to wealth building. Uh, Stephen M. R. Covey, the son of Stephen Covey, wrote a fantastic book I highly recommend called The Speed of Trust. And one of the key takeaways in The Speed of Trust is that when there is high trust in relationships, that relationship generates a high trust dividend. It generates an abundance of value for both people in that relationship. When trust is low, there is inherently a low trust tax. Think about that. If your patient in your chair has high trust with you, are they going to take your recommendation to do a root canal or a crown instead of just packing on a huge filling or extracting the tooth? When, when trust is high, there's a huge dividend in that relationship. In my current mindset, I'm trying to find the smartest people I can align with. I'm trying to figure out what I can contribute to their lives, what, I, what commitments I can make and, and um, meet, small commitments that I can make and meet over and over and over and over and over again so that my trust account balance grows with these uh, preferred partners so that I can reap the benefits of those uh, high trust relationships for years to come. Whatever age you are right now, let's say you're 30 years, you're 33, 35 years old, you're a dentist, you're out in private practice, you're making things happen, you're starting to make progress on that, that debt, you've got your own shop, you've got a hygienist, you've got two assistants, you've got a front desk person, and, and you're cranking. Right now, you're 35 years old. You might be thinking, okay, what do I need to do in the next year? What do I need to do in the next six months? I need to, by the age 40, have a portfolio of real estate. That's what I'm working on right now. Guess what? 50 comes around really fast. <laughs> when I was in my 20s and 30s, I didn't plan for 50. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about 50. I thought, I actually thought in my early 20s, this is embarrassing to admit, in my early 20s, I thought, I'm gonna retire by 30. That's my goal. It didn't happen, obviously. Um, and, and I wasn't thinking about 40 or 50. A famous philosopher said that life begins at age 40. And it's, it's, it's kind of true. All kinds of things are coming together in our 20s and 30s. So our maximum earning years are in our 40s and our 50s. Set yourself up for that. Plan for that. You will be alive, everybody listening to this, like 98%, 99% of you will be alive in 20 years. So um, think about how to position yourself for 20 years from now. What kind of partnerships will you have 20 years from now? What kind of uh, access to uh, resources will you have 20 years from now? Start planting those seeds now. I know it's hard. We want to we make money now. But this long-term thinking is everything in business, everything investing. Okay, let's talk about a few more things that pertain to long-term. Everyone is or can be my preferred partner. Long-term thinking investors um, put 
long-term debt on their properties, 30-year fixed mortgage. It's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. Fix your interest rate for 30 years. It's, it's like crazy that the government backs these mortgage products that would have no chance of existing if the financial markets were just strictly private. No investor would guarantee an interest rate for 30 years. Our government does. Take advantage of that. A long-term mindset for a landlord. They're setting a price to attract a quality resident quickly. They're not setting rent too high, which by the way, it attracts the marginal tenants that can't get the best properties because they get beat out. They don't have the financial qualifications. So, so it's actually opposite of what most people think. They don't set the rent too high, hold out, wait 60 days, and they get frustrated. It's not renting. And then someone comes along with terrible credit and they're like, Screw it! I got to rent this property. That's so. So long-term thinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask less for rent, slightly less for rent. Have my pick of the best residents, and then possibly retain them for a long time. Okay. Long-term mindset is we build reputation and loyalty. How many hotels? Somebody's gonna look this up and they're gonna comment. I'm gonna get this wrong. But how many hotels do you think Marriott Hotels owns? Should have looked this up before I recorded. I have a friend that um, was a trainer. He actually opened new hotels for Marriott. It was a job for a number of years. And then he became a trainer for managers in Marriott. Uh, Mr. Marriott would say, take care of the associates and the associates will take care of the guests. That's long-term thinking. If you can take care of your preferred partners, they will take care of your wealth building. Marriott hotels, when he asked me, how many hotels do you think Marriott owns? I, th- I said, hmm. I don't know, a few thousand maybe. He's like less than 10. Blew my mind. What? He said Marriott hotels are independently owned by individual investors. Marriott is a management company. They are a brand. They are such a good brand that you think they own everything they do. Look at it. And if the owner doesn't step up and support the Marriott name, Marriott pulls their brand. You've seen that happen to hotels. Used to be Marriott, now they're not a Marriott. That's what happens. So Marriott, super long-term thinking company, they place bets with the right people, the right training, the right mindset, and they build reputation and loyalty that takes decades to build. Warren Buffett, like 80% of his wealth, 90% of his wealth, this is from the the book, The Psychology of Money that I, I recommended in a previous episode, 80 to 90% of his wealth is built in the last 15 years. He's been doing this for over seven decades, but most of his wealth was built in the last 15 years. Why? Because of the compounding effect of time. So let's say you're thinking right now, I'm 35 years old. I just want to retire with $5 million and stop working. Dentistry's killing me. What if you thought, um, what if what if you could glimpse a, a, a picture of your reality, your future reality and you were actually your net worth was a hundred million dollars? It's it's not that far fetched. Trust me, because if if you get to five million by age 50, getting to a hundred million by age 70 is achievable. OK, so um, short term thinking results in higher risk, higher drama, higher transaction costs. Long-term thinking, some it, long-term thinking resorts in lower cash flow right now, but you're investing that cash flow into something that compounds aggressively, very quickly over the long run, 
to 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 build to something that that you probably didn't even imagine was possible. Okay, one more story. Um, a guy yeah, that goes to my church. Um, he shared a story about how he went from zero properties under management to over 200 properties under management with no partners, which is pretty phenomenal in about a five year period of time. One of the things that kicked that off for him that, 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 that started all of that for him was that he found a real estate investing guru that offered, I don't know, one to two week course, plus access to their mastermind group. The charge was $75,000. He did it. He spent the 75 grand. He and his wife flew out. They learned everything. They got into the network. And guess what? Has it worked for him? His assets are, I don't know, 10, 20 million, probably at least. Um, so if we find the right resources, the right partnership, if we if we can think long term, if we can think about how we can contribute versus what we can extract, that mindset shift, um, that mind sh uh, mindset shift, um, can be the thing that is the difference between a three to five million dollar retirement and a ten, twenty, or thirty million dollar uh, retirement package someday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll see you back here real soon.